Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Back to the Cowboys for a second because I think that's going to be the the rubble that most people are sifting through today before we have two more games uh, starting at 4.30. And, and I know that there's a lot of fan bases that get very upset about guys that are successful and want them to be fired that we will defend and say, well, look, they've done this, they've done that, they've done this. You can't necessarily just kick a guy out because you can't get it done in the postseason. But what happened yesterday and, and where Jerry Jones is in his life and the way he was talking last night, I mean, I know Mike McCarthy has had three really good regular seasons, but they got to try something different. I mean, that was... I mean, they've won 36 games with Mike McCarthy. I know. I mean, three this years. Is, it reminds me of uh, Matt LaFleur up in Green Bay. They won 36 straight games. I think it was 36 games with Aaron Rodgers and... And Matt LaFleur, and they couldn't, they kind of couldn't get over the hump. Well, yeah, I mean, they made it to a championship game, though, I think. Yeah, they lost at home to Tampa Bay. Right, right, exactly. But they got at least that far where the Dallas Cowboys have not been in a championship game since the mid 90s. I mean, it is, it's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, Mike McCarthy and this offense and the way that Dak is playing and being in an MVP conversation for. Most of this year, Hell, I mean, all second. that is true. By the way, Dak Prescott was second team all pro. Yeah, I mean, and all that is true. So that's when, you know, people will say, well, he's got to go. I mean, it feels right to say that this morning. There has been a lot of success there, but this is this is as bad of a loss as you could possibly have at home, especially when this team was rolling at home the entire year. You know, they were off a little bit, and, you know, you could see in a couple throws and and even the body language, they were talking about it yesterday on the you know on the broadcast. I thought they did a good job. They they were talking about body language and something was off, and Dak wasn't really that sharp. And C D Lamb had that that look of disgust, like you threw the ball behind me, that kind of crap. Yeah, juvenile crap is what it is. But uh, I mean, just like they were off offensively, and you know the numbers don't really tell the story because you know they did fight back late in the game when you know Matt Lafleur took uh, the. Uh, the pedal, uh, his foot off the pedal, I should say, but those those numbers don't mean anything. I mean, what means something is in the body of the game. They were getting their asses handed to them. <laughs> Holy crap! I mean, Twenty-seven I mean, to running, nothing. Aaron Jones is running the ball, and Jordan Love. I mean, he made some throws yesterday, and I know they kept comparing him to Aaron Rodgers. And all that. by the way, Green Bay made the right decision. You know, ten games with ten games left in the season, they asked the Green Bay. General Manager Brian Gutenkust, what do you think about your quarterback? And he goes, well, we got 10 games to figure this out because they weren't sure, you know, seven games into the season. They weren't sure. And they wanted to see more from him. And this is a team, by the way, that lost back-to-back games to the Giants and the Bucks, for God's sakes. They finish on a three-game winning streak in which they beat your Vikings mm-hmm. with Nick Mullins. Yep. They beat the Carolina Panthers with Bryce Young, and they beat the and they beat the um, 
Chicago Bears with um, Justin Fields, the last game to get into the playoffs, something that Aaron Rodgers couldn't do last year against Detroit. And then all of a sudden, Jordan Love comes out here and he looks like the next great Hall of Fame quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and he's had his ups and downs, as you talked about, but he was absolutely spectacular. And I I mean, you got to give him credit. You can't just put it all on Dallas Cowboys defense not showing up. You, I mean, he's got to be. Some of those throws yesterday. I mean, it was incredible. Yes. I mean, I, I remember we were uh, texting. We were on a, a group thread with a Packers fan yesterday, and I, I used the word elite. I said that was an elite throw by that guy. Uh, that I mean, I was I was totally floored and impressed by him. And now you got to think, like, you know, does does Bill Belichick want to go to the Cowboys? Does Jerry Jones want to hand the keys to him? Can Bill Belichick work under Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones? Is that something that is going to happen now? Uh, does Pete Carroll go there? Does Mike Vrabel go there? What happens, or does he stick with Mike McCarthy? It sounded to me, and I know Jerry's going to have the cuts. We'll hear it during the update. It sounded to me like like Jerry Jones was was ready to to do something because he was just flat out devastated. He well, said it was point. the most disappointing loss in his ownership. Well, like I told you, there he has one year left on his contract, so something has to be done. Either a contract extension has to come, yeah, or you got to fire the guy and go in a different direction. All I know is that you could, you know, it's both. It, you know, Dak Prescott's just going to get eviscerated today. Yeah. You know that. He yep. was eviscerated last night all over the place. Bad mm-hmm. play. Can't win the big game. I, you know, I understand all that. But I will say that when you look at what Dak has done with Mike McCarthy as his offensive coordinator, you can't deny that at least in the regular season and the fact that they got to the number two seed. But I get, I guess, you know, in this day and age, that doesn't mean anything. All that means uh, something is that you have to win and you have to get over it, especially when you are a heavy favorite mm-hmm. and you're playing at home in, in a building where you are 18 and one in your last 19 games. Yeah. And you had won 18 in a row. <laughs> yeah. Right. Of course. I mean, and just the way things happen. I mean, this is why when we were talking about this on Friday, you know, if the Cowboys lose, that's bad. But if they get blown out, which we don't expect, then Mike McCarthy has to be gone. Wildcard weekend got started with the Browns getting beat down by the Houston Texans. And when people talk about the Jets and the Giants and the draft and quarterbacks in any particular franchise, and people say, man, it's just such a crapshoot. You don't know. Look at all these quarterbacks that come out and are nothing. And we've seen guys here like Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. And there's guys like... In the past, like Achilles Smith and Jamarcus Russell and all these names over and over and over again. And why would you tank because it's such a crapshoot? And the reason the reason why you do and the reason why you think about this, and this conversation comes up every year, because there is a C.J. Stroud out there, and there's probably going to be another one this year. You don't know which one particularly could, could it's going to be. Could be two or three of them. But they're out there, and they change your franchise immediately and no other position in sports can you completely in all team sports maybe the nba but even those guys take a little bit longer to kind of mature but completely change the trajectory of your franchise from a football and a business standpoint like a guy like that playing quarterback who um who ah? What about uh, like Josh Allen? You drafted him. Oh, yeah. Look at what he did for the Buffalo Bills. It took a little, it took a little while because yeah. he was rambunctious, and he still is. He still plays on the edge, and uh, but he's built for any sort of weather, much like Patrick Mahomes. You know, the interesting thing about Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes is that they got to sit and they got to watch professionals in front of them. Yeah, you know, Patrick only for a year, Jordan for three years, and you know, Jordan looks he throws the ball just like. Aaron Rodgers does. I mean, it looks the same. 
off the, you know, and, and everybody does their games. They show you how many times he's up off the ground with both feet off the ground and he's throwing it. He's got such a strong arm that he's got the capability of doing that. But that comes from watching Aaron Rodgers for three years. So, um, you know, C.J. Stroud didn't watch anybody. He went out there and and did it. I have to say that when you see C.J. Stroud on the field, and this is like still drives me crazy about Carolina. I don't know what the hell they were looking at. Physically, physically, C.J. Stroud looks like he belongs. Yeah. When you watch Bryce Young play in Carolina, like this kid should still be in high school or playing behind the best offensive line in college at Alabama. Because he is not physically ready to play in the NFL. Now, hopefully this offseason, he'll do what Tua Tunga Bailoa did when he, you know, kept getting hurt and really worked on his lower body and made sure that he had a strong base and everything else like that. I mean, the physical maturity aspect of C.J. Stroud compared to Bryce Young is like somebody didn't know what they were doing in Carolina. Yeah, and it probably, and at least from what everybody kind of reports without saying it directly, it probably was the owner's influence more than anything uh, that, that led the Carolina Panthers to Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. And obviously it is the, the, uh, the Panthers' loss and the Texans' gain as they have this kid who is just as, as impressive as a, as a rookie quarterback as we've seen in the last number of years. The amazing thing is, is the trade that they made with the Browns for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And the just the return that they got on that trade. And they still have the Browns' first-round pick this year. And think of it. They're missing Tank Dell. Yeah. Tank Dell is one of their best wide receivers now. Nico Collins has taken over nicely. But they are going to be loaded now for the next four or five years. And they could probably concentrate mainly on defense now, you know, with the draft and, you know, maybe they bring in a couple more offensive linemen to protect C.J. But, I mean, do you see that kid standing in the face? And a couple times he got hit. I think he only got hit like three times in a game. But each time he got hit, he completed the pass.